Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, happy Friday. Clark and I are with you. We are talking mm-hmm. about 3rd John. And uh, what did you get from chapter 2, Clark? What did I get out of chapter 2? Well, I appreciate Paul. Wrong. John writing. Wrong. What? Incorrect? I There's feel? only one chapter, Clark. I thought you said 2nd John. No, 3rd John, chapter 2. Oh. So I totally tricked you. Oh. <laughs> Bob's got jokes today, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about 2nd John from yesterday. Wrong. <laughs> oh, this girl thinks she's funny. Well, don't we all do? Sometimes, I mean, I know some of you guys, you've done that before. Like, hey, what did you get from Mark 30, you know, verse 11? And people are like, oh, it was so good. Mark 30. Yeah. And it's like, no. I love those street interviews. <laughs> like Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon will do them. Oh, yeah. They'll walk in the streets and they're like, so like right now, like everyone's gluten free and gluten free is a big deal. So like, mm-hmm. are you gluten free? And they're like, oh, totally. Yeah, totally. yeah I'm <laughs> gluten free. Till Jesus comes back, I'm gluten-free. And they're like, so what is gluten? Uh, or like, oh, do you have celiac disease? What does, what? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> it, it's the it can, best. Be, it can be a lot of different things. They mm. ask them about current events and people are playing along. Like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, I'm all, I'm all for that, you know, you know. Well, yeah. They, Who's the star you. player? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you got totally got Pastor Clark here with the chapters. Oh, Planned it. So funny. <laughs> so funny. All right. Third John. What do we what? get out of Third John? What I got out of Third John actually yeah. was just reading the intro, which gives us a lot of context into like what's happening. Yeah. John's writing a letter of thanksgiving and encouragement to this guy named Gaius or Gaius. Mm-hmm. John sent the letter to the church and he was introducing several individuals, mm-hmm. but then um, they had to call out someone who was opposing the church and it was seemingly a Christian too. So there was opposition from within the church community that refused John's authority, that undermined him left and right, uh, Diotrephus, and he refused to accommodate the people that John was sending to him. Mm-hmm. And so John's writing to Gaius. And basically saying, hey, how's these preachers and teachers? Bless them, use them, because the ministry is expanding and growing, despite, you know, this yeah. opposition from, again, someone who calls himself a Christian and is within the church community. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so he's talking about walking in truth. And one of the common themes without all of John's writing is light, darkness, children of God, children of the devil, people of the world, people of uh, the kingdom of mm-hmm. God. And there's all this compare and contrast. And so here... He's essentially saying, hey, take this take this guy in because he's doing a lot of good for the kingdom. Hmm. We want to support and encourage him as best as we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with that, we can actually jump into the massive book of Third John, a whopping 14 verses. What stands out? Well, what stood out to me initially is just verse 11. Beloved, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. And so essentially, like Clark said, we're talking about this is this is people inside the church. Yeah. Like we're talking about folks that 
um, you know, believe in Jesus, who profess the name Jesus, and how there's still like the rubber's not meeting the road when it comes to their lives. And you've heard that, like Clark said in First John and Second John about <clears throat> about how if you you know this is what love is that you follow my commandments, or there's a pretty clear picture anyway. It seems that when you know the Lord, like verse eleven and twelve are saying, then you live a certain way, um, and it's really just kind of prompted out of your desire to to live in intimacy with Him because of what He's done for you. And so, <clears throat> what sticks out to me is you hear um, Pastor Ken pretty much every baptism, I think, uh, when he has, you know, the family stand up and he addresses them. And then he has the church stand up and he addresses the church saying, you know, like, hey, will you do these things? And one of the things is, um, will you not confuse, you know, this person that has now uh, being brought into the church, you know, as, as part of our community there, you know, there are people, they belong to the Lord, they belong to us. Will you not confuse them on your Friday, Saturday night and uh, with how you live and, and who you are on Sunday morning? Like if you're going to, you know, walk with them, will you walk with them lovingly in truth? And will you be true to this message? Will you imitate what's good. And I'm so glad that, that that's like a real thing at Emmanuel, because I, I remember, and maybe you guys do too, growing up, just seeing folks that, you know, are, are quote unquote inside the church and they're not walking the way of Jesus though. Or I remember just being a little kid and, you know, you're around adults and you're, you're not, it's not eavesdropping when you're a little kid, you're just a little kid and you're listening and you're paying attention and you're hearing how people are talking, thinking like, wait a second, I just saw you at church on Sunday and now you're talking about some sports team and, you know, not nice language. Like what? And there's getting hammered drunk or whatever else. Right. Well, there's a distinction there, folks. And so I guess my encouragement today, um, again, just reading out of these epistles of John is, you know, to believe Jesus means to follow him. That is his invitation. That is his call. And so it's not just the cerebral thing that we do with our minds that we try to understand and learn more and, you know, come and go through the motions on Sunday just so we can say, check, we did it. But it's actually a lifestyle choice where we're saying, no, I'm like my feet are following you, my body, the position that I like, all those things. So that there really is no confusion, whether it's, you know, inside of your own family, whether it's your social media, but like these are, these are ways that you see evidence that your life lines up with what you profess. Mm -hmm. And so that's, That's why word. I bring up like your family, your your social media posts, your coworkers. Um, even if you just do an honest examination and sit with the Lord and think, man, God, I gotta really just repent of some of this stuff where I, you know, have walked in and and then Holy Spirit help me see, have eyes to see um, ways that maybe I'm, but you know, it's just a subconscious knee jerk reaction that I'm walking in anyway. All that's to say there's lots of opportunity to step in with confession, repentance, and, and the Lord meets us with forgiveness. But that's what I'm taking away, um, mainly just from verse 11 is, uh, yeah, just what it means to be an imitator mm-hmm. and what it what it means that we profess and we believe with our lips, but we live yeah. with our lives. And I would say, who are we looking up to? Who are we imitating? So obviously we're looking at God, we're looking at his word, but we're also looking at other people within our family and within the church community mm-hmm. that we're wanting to emulate and, you know, follow follow their example. I remember a very humbling moment. 
for me. Oh, we're getting story time from preschool. Popped out. No. Someone's ankle popped out. Miss Claudia's son. Is this is this our uh, Andrew and that we went, know? And he went, no. He was winning skating, and he popped his ankle out. Is he okay? Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to follow up. I'm gonna have to fa- fact check that. Mm-hmm. Someone's ankle popped out skateboarding. We're we'll gonna have to see who that is. Well, thanks for telling us. Um, okay. Jumping back into verse 11, when it talks about not imitating what is evil, I remember coming into college as a freshman and looking up to the seniors. They're all Americans. They were um, captains of the basketball team and watching how they conducted themselves on the basketball court. And I knew deep down, like language, body posture, all that stuff matters. But I was watching them and I'd been around them and. When they missed a shot or they lost, they always they made it clear to everybody that they were really mad, and their language uh, showed that. And I remember one day, <laughs> golly gee, yeah, golly, golly gee, Whitakers, <laughs> Batman. Uh, that's exactly what they were saying. And I remember one day, it, I mean, it was the fall, it was beginning of school. I had, I had missed a shot, and we lost a, a, a game or a it was just practice, some kind of competition. And I remember I said something in front of one of the old assistant coaches who's one of the godliest, kindest men, has had tons of success in, in the academic world, but also within the sporting realm. And I just, I swore. Like, I really swore. And I remember looking at him and in my heart being like kind of justified, like the older guys are doing it. I'm, com- I'm a real man. I'm competitive. And, man, I'm letting everybody know I lost. And I looked at him, and I felt like the gaze of God just looking at me. He had a small smirk. He was not shaming me. He was looking mm. at me, and deep down in my heart, I just knew I am imitating what is evil right now. That is, yeah. And what I just <laughs> said was not good. I know better. It's not who I am. I'm imitating mm. some knuckleheads who are nice guys. I like them, but they're not. They're not role models. They're not leaders. They're mm. not. They're not even examples of how you're supposed to act. And in that moment, he didn't even say anything to me. That's the funny part. It was just mm, me, you just knew. me, this coach's eyes, and the Holy Spirit. I looked at him, he looked at me, and I was like, oh, man, Holy, I, I missed it on that Holy one. Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So that was a takeaway for me, imitating what is good, God mm. and his word, but also within the Christian community. Um, mm. Verses 9 and 10 stood out to me. I think as a pastor, we are on. Um, we get to have more conversations than a lot of people do within the church. But when people are unhappy about things, whether it's relationships with the church, whether it's a sermon or music style or whatever, you know, you know who gets the emails and the phone calls. We do. And when I think about this uh, Diotrephes, verse mm. 9 and 10, it says, I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be first, will not welcome us. So when I come, I'll call attention to what he's doing, spreading malicious nonsense about us. Not satisfied with that, he even refuses to welcome other believers he also stops those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. When it says he welcomes, he refuses to welcome other believers. Hmm. He's refusing to welcome other believers that line up with his agenda. And so what's fascinating for me lately, pastorally, is the vast majority of the opposition and the stuff that has been distracting and taken time has come from within the church community, not from nonbelievers, hmm. not from politicians, not from city council members, not from any of that. It's from people that are like in our community. Sure. And so just having to keep a soft heart and one, wanting to remain teachable and say, all right, where did I miss it here? Where are we going? Sure. But when people want to major in the minors and fight over little things, it's like, man, um, we got to get back to the mission and focus on what God's called us to here. Hmm. And so um, for me, just that, that really hit me is there are diatrophies in our life. Um, 
want to remain teachable and humble and say, Lord, what, what do you have for us here? What's best? How, how's the church edified? How's God glorified? Yeah. And then also give me the courage to walk through some of these, these situations and conversations in a way that honors God, respects the church, but also um, is a good steward of my time mm. and, and protects the church. Yeah. Well, and is is truthful and loving. That's what we say. Yeah. You know, when you walk together with other believers, that's another thing that Uncle Ken will say when people are welcomed into the church, either as a, a member at Emmanuel or through baptism, through the waters of baptism is, you know, will we receive correction, love, you know, whatever it might be from this person and, and vice versa. Yeah. And so we've talked about that also too, just in, uh, yeah, submitting ourselves to the Lord and, and to one another and, and, you know, the disillusionment that community is just happy, yay, blah, blah, blah. We love Jesus. We love each other. Where You know what? We have so many writings in the New Testament that are to, like, two specific churches. churches. <laughs> yeah. And so it's good to learn uh, yeah. from these guys. It's awesome. good. Well, hey, thanks for taking time to join us in the podcast today and look at Third John. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.